WhatsApp us on 084-786-3132. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Respected listeners of Marqas Sahaba, the voice of Ahlu Sunnah al-Jamaah. We welcome you to our spiritual breakfast. This is our interview segment, our advice segment. Pieces of advice will be shared by Mulana Musa Lahir Damant Barakatuhu. Let's welcome Hazrat Mulana. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Mulana, Jazakallah khair to you for having me and Jazakallah khair for the listeners for having me in the comfort of their home. We say Jazakallah khair to you for joining us, Mulana. How's the weather in Cape Town? Cape Town is very unpredictable the last few days. I don't know, it seems like winter is slowly creeping in here. For uh, time, it's, it's a bit nappy, shut time as well. But during the course of the day, Alhamdulillah, it's quite warm. MashaAllah. Brother, today our topic is on our behavior in the masjid. Just now, just a few minutes ago, I was speaking about how we behave in the masjid and we had one brother here i'm sure mulana musale may have known him brother abdul ghaffar he used to walk around with his stick and gee gee so i was saying that um he was a well-wisher and we ju- we're just doing the hadith now of 40 people who do not ascribe partners they attend your janaza but there were so many people who attended his janaza but one quality i remembered of his was if a brother had played or by mistake it happened sometimes the tone, the ringtone occurs or it goes on from the phone in the masjid while in salah or something. After salah, nobody really gives it much attention, but he would make it the point to stand up and say, brothers, this is a masjid. We cannot be doing this. And the importance of being in the honoring the sanctity of Allah Azawajal, this year emanates from the hearts which emanate from taqwa. So this is what we should be having is taqwa. So this year is highly important, and I remember him for that quality, amongst many good qualities, but this year where we have to maintain that behavior and a, a sort of mindset, respect for the masjid, which we're probably losing. Mulana, we are literally at the doorstep of Ramadan Sharif, and Allahumma balikhna Ramadan, Allah Ta'ala allow us to see the blessed month of Ramadan. However, it's with a very heavy heart that I say this, that for many people, the masjid is a foreign place. It's not a place that we are uh, acquainted with. It's not a place that we regularly visit. And hence, uh, it's important for us to discuss this here, especially for those people who don't regularly go to the masjid. But in the month of Ramadan Sharif, that the Rawish Salah especially is something that is frequented. Uh, at least I hope it would be like that day. Generally what happens is the first one, two days, the masajid are full, and then it just dips badly, and then it picks up again uh, on odd nights. But nevertheless, you know, I think in Ramadan Sharif, many, many people, they come for Maghrib Salah particularly, they come for Tarawih Salah, Isha Salah, and you'll even find some people coming for Zohar, Asr, and, and a few that come for Fajr Salah. And why I say a few is because we know what the crowds are like at the time of Jumu'ah and at the time of Fajr. There's a vast distinction here. And because we don't frequent the masjid so much, 
it's important for us to outline the requirements, the rules, the regulations, the governing issues with regards to the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is an important aspect. So it's like when you're going to a doctor's surgery, right? You'll see many, many signs that are written there. I, I, I was once, Molana, in Durban, and it was a male maxillofacial specialist. Mm. And he had a sign on his door that any female patient, please do not extend your hand to shake, you know? Mm. Uh, and and I, I found this, mashallah, you know, it was really something uh, different, you know? Gee. Alhamdulillah. Mm. He's a Muslim, alhamdulillah, he wants to uh, be obedient to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and may Allah bless him and may Allah grant him lots and lots of barakah. Uh, you will find signs that say, uh, ensure that your mobile phones are switched off whilst in the consulting rooms. You will find different, different signs that are there. So the same thing, sadly, in the masajid, there are many, many signs as well. But people don't pay heed to them. This example of the cell phone ringing in the masjid. Look, we are in sun. Anybody can forget to switch off the ringer whilst in the masjid. However, there is no excuse for a person who allows a musical ringtone to play, whether in the masjid, that's much, much worse, or out of the masjid. Mm. That is by choice. People will select ringtones that are of a musical nature. Then there is no excuse. If you've got the normal ring ring and it happens to ring in the masjid, yes, you make an attempt to switch it off as far as, as quickly as possible without breaking your salah. But that is now forgetfulness. It will be overlooked. Uh, however, the musical ringtone that can never, ever be overlooked. Mm. You know, Molana, a few years ago, and I know this is still practiced upon, I was in Peter Maritzburg by my sheikh, Hazrat Molana Daud Siddhartha, and somebody's phone went off during the salah, and it was a musical ringtone. So immediately, immediately after the salah, Hazrat turned around, and he admonished whoever this was. Mm. And so much so, he was so uh, taken by this year, that Hazrat actually started sobbing. Mm. That we are in the house of Allah Ta'ala. Have we even lost respect for Allah Ta'ala that now people that are talking to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala in Salah, we are forcing upon them haram music in the house mm. of Allah Ta'ala. And he began to cry about this. Mm. So, these are things that we need. You know, I am a firm believer, Molana, the phone shouldn't even be taken in the masjid. Mm. There's no reason to take a phone inside the masjid. And especially for this normal namazas, Fajr, Zohar, Asar, Maghrib, Isha. I mean, how long are we in the masjid, first of all? So many times we're the last in the masjid and the first out. So 10 minutes, 12 minutes, maximum, maximum if we're pushing it, 15 minutes. 
Can we not part with our phones, leave it in the car, leave it at home for that 15-minute duration? That's all we're asking for, Mm. is that you don't bring the phone into the masjid. It's the biggest distraction. It is the biggest fitna. It will take your concentration and your connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it will chop it into bits and bits and pieces. So this phone thing that you mentioned, Molana, that's the first important rule of the masjid. Hmm. Better still, don't bring the phone in the masjid. If you happen to have the phone on you now and you are in the masjid, ensure that you put your phone on silent, put it on aeroplane mode. I mean, how is it when we jump on a flight and the, 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 the air hostess or whoever it is makes announcement that ensure that your phones are put onto aeroplane mode. Immediately we comply. Mm. Immediately, well, most people will comply for that matter. But when it comes to the house of Allah Ta'ala, then we don't want to comply. Why? Because everyone wants to be a chief in the masjid. I am giving money to this masjid. My father is a mutawalli of this masjid. I'm connected with the imam of the masjid. I'm like this. I'm a big person in the community. But there's no one bigger than Allah Ta'ala. That house don't belong to no mutawalli. It don't belong to no imam sahab. It don't belong to anyone besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we have to recognize this and we have to start becoming disciplined when it comes to the cell phone in the masjid. Jimura, and it's, I think that's a, a solution to solve everything, just to leave it out because sometimes somehow your phone goes into some app or goes into something and then something plays. And mm. this is what people are, what is actually happening sometimes. Hey. So this year is also important where the children in the masjid, Mulana, also how do we balance all of this? Because some say, I've heard a few people saying that if you don't have children in the masjid, then this is also, it's a bad sign because how are they going to grow up knowing what is the importance of the masjid? Mulana, what's your solution to this? You see, with regards to children, and I'm assuming you're asking about during the Tarawih particularly. So during the Tarawih, the very simple solution is bring your child. There's no problem. But read namaz next to your son. Read namaz next to your son. You see what happens, Mulana? Children are children. They all get up to some masjid. They'll bring their marbles. They'll bring their cards. They'll bring their soccer cards. They'll bring some some masjid, you know, some chocolate, some wrapper, some sweet, something they must bring to the masjid. And children are children. They are going to get up to masjid. They are going to get up to nonsense. So generally, when the children get up to masjid, then you'll find one old chacha at the back of the masjid he is a little bit grumpy or so. <laughs> so he now takes off with those children. And then the father of that child sees this here. Yeah? Sometimes that somebody will get hiding also, you know. He hmm. goes as far as that. And then the parent of the child, he gets involved. And before you know it, the whole mahal, the whole environment of the masjid is now spoiled because there's this fight going on. 
sometimes it goes to SNBs and it goes into fist fights and all because of ill discipline of who the parents not the child the child's duty the child the child is taught to play cannot take that out of the child so the i remember molana one year maybe about 10 years ago there was a craze of marble in in, in our area you know so all the kids you see them uh iftar time and zohar time and that they playing marble so the one day we were reading tarawih salah and you just hear these marbles knocking <laughs> so <laughs> you know you know it's a marble right <laughs> and tarawih obviously now you need your concentration so anyway the imam sir the other imam was reading i had finished my turn already but the other imam turned around and he told me hey, mona please do something you know so i told him okay give me give me two minutes you know so i went to the back of the masjid the namaz stopped now everyone is watching i collected all the children all the children i took them upstairs they had an upstairs section there at masjid fala and there was the glass door i put them in the glass door there i closed the door i said right now you'll play your marbles here you know because if i'm going to tell you to stop if i'm going to confiscate it then it becomes another problem who gave you the right to take it and all of that i put all the children inside there i said play your marbles right and close the door but don't open the door right when we finish namaz you can come out and i left them like that so children are children the best solution is to read salah next to your child you see molana the problem arises as that we as parents we are not disciplined so every two rakats every four rakats and i seen this here you know sometimes you need to go bathroom generally the huffas the imams they are all in the front so they don't really know what's happening in the back of the masjid sometimes you need to go bathroom now you are right in the back of the masjid and then now you see all the tamasha taking place every two rakat people are on their cell phones they're checking soccer score they're checking their whatsapp and so much so imam sahib is reading they'll wait for ruku put the phone back in the pocket and join the rakat like that so when a father is like that ill disciplined like that they how is going to bring his son next to him hmm. you know true it's very difficult because now the son sees hey but you know what my father is also playing in the masjid yeah hmm. i mean so what's the difference if i go out and in the back there and i'm playing or i'm eating chocolate or i'm doing this yeah i'm in the wuzu khana splashing someone then what's the difference hmm. how many adults are sitting in the wuzu khana chatting away you hear them how many adults are sitting in the back of the masjid chatting away while the salah is taking place so you know we are weak we understand that tarawih is long right but the imams they try to read at a at a good pace right at a at a reasonably fast pace keeping in mind the rules of tajweed we are there it's a month of sabr it's a month of sacrifice each rakat that you are reading allah taala is giving you the reward of a farz act even though this is a nafil so sunnat act allah taala is multiplying the reward to a farz act so best solution keep your child next to you hmm. molana okay that's the one issue now coming more to the more serious issues 
those who are topping what we say, topping in slang, topping Tarawi, how do we address them? That's very difficult, Molana. You know, but I look at it and I say this is shirk. This is a form of shirk. Why do I say that? It's because they are telling their wives, they are telling their family members that they are going for salah. Now they are coming there. They're reading the Isha Salah. Then they're going outside. They're playing on their phones. They're chatting. They're smoking vape. They're doing whatever they are. They come back for the Tarawih. They go home. The wife will ask them, how was the Tarawih? Very nice. Alhamdulillah. Imam read very fast today. He knows nothing. <laughs> he knows nothing. How the Imam read. What the Imam read. And what part are they on? Nothing. I think the wives must be one up this Ramadan. They must check which surah, which Jews the Imam is reading and ask them. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, this is the thing. is it, it, We're not realizing it's a form of shirk. Hmm. Because for whom are we doing all of this here? And it's, 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 it's the greatest, greatest deception that we are making. So, again, I'm saying we are weak. But it's one month. Allah Ta'ala is asking for one month of the entire year. Tarawih doesn't take place whole year. Now you can say, okay, you know what is the whole year story? I get tired in between this, that. I had a hard day at work. I got caught in traffic. Fast caught me this, that. But it's one month. One month. Can we not just make a little bit of himmat? little bit of sacrifice? You know, I... I don't like to use terminologies of, uh, you know, fasting and all of these things. Yeah, I I, and I, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm saying it's the weakness of the heart. We must try to remedy it. The best way to remedy it is just to fight the nuts. Yes, it will be hard. The first few days, it will be really, really hard. Your friends will be telling you, hey, you must out yesterday, you know. This is what we chatted about. This is what we did during Tarawih. During Tarawih, they proudly, like, you know, they, they've accomplished something. And sometimes you'll even feel like I'm missing out. Mm. But the reality is they are the ones that are missing out. You are the one that mm. is gaining. You are the one that is coming closer and closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I mean, really, we don't know when death is going to knock on our door. If everyone in the masjid, in the local loca in the locality, if Malakul Mot had to reveal himself and say, listen, on the night of Eid, everyone in this masjid, I'm going to take your souls away. Will there be anyone outside the masjid that Ramadan? Will there be anyone that will be messing around during the Tarawih? Absolutely not. Because we know this is our last Ramadan. So you must treat Ramadan like this is your last Ramadan and make maximum benefit from this Ramadan, Sharif. Mulana, as you were speaking, I was just thinking, Mulana referred to those people who are married. I'm thinking, do married people also do this? But then I was thinking, as we're growing up, we feel I'll change later in life. But now you're not used to it when you are at the peak of your health is all in tip-top condition and you are not doing the best of actions then, then later in life when your health is not so good, 
then how are you going to continue with this? So this mindset that the youth have, and it grows into your marriage then, and it carries on into your old age. This year, how do we address this? Because youth generally feel when I'm older, we'll change our lives and everything will go as normal. Bonana, this is the greatest dhoka and deception of the shaitan. I met a person one day outside Masjid Umar Farooq in Lens. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I greeted him. He was looking good, mashallah. So I told him, hey, you're looking good. So he told me, I'm still young, Molana. <laughs> so I said, how old you are? He told me, 65. <laughs> 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 He's still young <laughs> at 65. <laughs> this is what shaitan does to us. <laughs> is that when you were a teenager, oh, I'm young, you know, let me enjoy a little bit. I'll change when I get married. You get married at 20, 21, 25, whatever it may be. Now that youth is in Josh at that time. Hmm. I'm still young. But you can be 40, you can be 50 years old. You are as young as you feel. So as long as you are feeling that, they, that you know what, I'm young, I'm young, I'm young, those gray hairs will start showing. The hair hmm. on the head will start falling off. Huh? The wrinkles will start coming in. Hmm. You will not be able to do so many tawafs as you could do 20 years ago. But in your mind, you're still young. I'll change when I'm older. I'll change when I'm older. Shaitan, he, he, he puts that gaze on something that's very far, unreachable, until more comes, which is far closer, knocks on a door and clutches a person away. And there's no change that has taken place. So the time of change doesn't depend on the age of a person. Time of change is immediate. You see, in Shabeh Barat, how we made dua. Ya Allah, forgive me. I won't go back to those gunas, uh, those, those five things specifically where a person is not forgiven on the night of Barat. Sabotage, so everyone can mark me figures. Another topic on its own. You are disrespectful to your parents, so they phone their mummy, Ma, make me mark. I'm so sorry, I'm a bad son. Right? Khalas, that is done. Wearing the trousers below their ankles, they made sure they lifted up their trousers. If a person was on some drug, some alcohol, he said, right, finished. So, in order to gain immediate forgiveness on the night of Barat, we gave up those things, right? We gave up those things. Here, it's a lifelong battle. Life, it's, it's a tug of war, actually. Hazrat Rahmatullah Alayhi, used to describe it as it's a tug of war with nafs and shaitan. They are on one side, you are on one side. Sometimes they'll pull you, sometimes you'll pull them. But the change has to begin now. No procrastination. No saying that, you know what, that slowly, slowly, and the best way of change, sit in the company of the Salihin, sit mm. in the company of the Sadiqin, sit in the company of Allahwalas, because they will introduce you, really, and I say this emphatically, they will introduce you to Allah and the sweetness of Allah. And once that enters the heart, 
and you'll never want to give it up for anything else. Rana, there's just approximately four minutes left or three minutes. Um, one aspect I also want to speak about is this vape issue. So I've seen it many times also that people just sometimes, ulama also doing this now, before just before they put their foot in the masjid, they take a puff of that vape and they blow that clouds. And sometimes as they're walking in, it's you can see the whole thing blowing out. And they assume no one's watching them They and it doesn't have a smell. This, imagine you're just entering the masjid and you are doing this. How can we resolve, how can we solve this issue? Molana, this is a big problem. Not only in communities, it's crept into Darul Ulum, it's crept into schools. Every sphere of life, the vape problem is there. And it's so difficult to detect because there are so many vapes that don't leave any smell. There's no odor. It's not like a cigarette. You know, someone smokes a cigarette, they come, they stand next to you, immediately you know, hey, this fellow here, he had a puff, you know. But the vape is so camouflaged. Mm. But I learned something interesting uh, a few months back. Was in, uh, we were together somewhere, I think in Johannesburg. Or, I, I, I can't recall exactly where it was. But uh, the topic of this vape came up. Hmm. And Hazrat told me that he has been doing a lot of research on it because it's a challenge. Like I said, even in the Darulums, the, the students are smuggling the vape into hmm. the madrasa. And now you can't even catch them because there's no smell. Mm. But the vape, a lot of them, they contain the cyanide. It contains certain, you know, very minute uh, amounts of a poison in it. And look, I'm not a doctor. You speak to the doctors. <coughs> Some doctors will tell you vaping is better than smoking. Some doctors will tell you smoking is better than vaping. At the end of the day, both are bad. And if we have this weakness in us, we must try to give it up. Mm. And the way to give it up, or the first step to give it up, is you must feel ashamed of what you're doing. You know, like you said, more than a person will be pulling the vape one, two steps away from the masjid. Now, I mean, come on. You're going in the house of Allah. You're going in the house of Allah. Do your nonsense in the car, and then leave it, and then come away in the masjid. Gargle your mouth and carry on. Allah Ta'ala gives tawfiq. It's an addiction. It's a, it's a very intelligent way of the West to uh, to collapse the youth. You know, people have gone vape crazy. So many different, different flavors. I saw a flavor the other day. Cappuccino and date. <laughs> so they break their fast. <laughs> so it's a good way to break your fast. For them, I'm saying that's people will say this here on all the be live in Dalek. Yeah, no, it's it's, uh, it's 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 so dangerous, man. It's so dangerous. Allah Taala protect our youth and to parents. If you see your children with this vape, destroy it. Doesn't matter how much that vape costs the child. Break it into pieces, make an example out of it, and then just, uh, you know, admonish them and, and keep an eye on them.
keep an eye on them. They mm. hide it in their socks, they hide it in their shoes, you know. They, again, like I said, it's a much more difficult task because it's not like a cigarette. Cigarette is going to leave that smell now, they've got to brush their teeth. This, they don't know how to do nothing. They don't have to do nothing. Mm. Allah Ta'ala protect our youth. I mean, protect all of us. I mean, I mean. Jazakumullah khairan for your time and for addressing these pertinent issues which I actually wanted to also speak about it or trying to find ways to inform the public but this was the best way Alhamdulillah Mulana has addressed it so it's made our our chest much lighter may Allah accept Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa WhatsApp us on 084-786-3132.